I never once thought that maybe because they lived in America that their belief systems were changing too. What are my values? What do I really want to do? Time isn't running out. My journey gives me a different perspective on life. Everyone is like that. I kind of feel a little more fearless in chasing music all the way. I want you to learn that there's a difference between speaking poorly about your parents and speaking clearly about things that are affecting you. The fulfillment is not going to come without hard work. You know in your heart kind of who you are. It's the right choice. It's 100% the right choice. When you're they see like those questions. Hey, she's 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 study in There's like a deeper meaning behind all of this. Like it's, it's how you were raised, what you were taught, what you were conditioned to believe. This is the Desi Condition. Welcome back to another episode of the Desi Condition. I'm Tanushree, your host, and we've got a mailback episode today. My favorite, favorite type of episode. I love talking to lots of different people about one topic in particular and getting different perspectives. And today we're going to hear from three different voices. But let me tell you what we're talking about first. So we have chosen to focus on some broader body image topics in dating and Desi culture. And I thought about this topic for a long time and I wasn't really sure how to approach it. Uh, I think that it is in general important to be attracted to who you're dating. I get that and I agree with that. But what if as a society, most people are conditioned to just be attracted to a few types of people and that's it? Where does that leave everyone else who might not fit within that standard? If you've ever felt like a second choice option because of your size, what are you supposed to do? How are you even supposed to feel? Or maybe you yourself adhere to these standards, and many of us do, at least in minute ways, and maybe it's unintentional. But if that's the case, then what opportunities are we missing out on due to our conditioning? In this episode, we really think about the root of the conditioning that makes people want to automatically dismiss people who are or who are fat or men who are short. And we're just focusing on size today and only a couple of aspects of size today so that we don't, I guess, end up with a really erratic episode. But I, I do really think that a lot of the takeaways from this episode do translate to other physical traits. In terms of size, I think it's a really ingrained part of the desi condition in particular, and we'll get into how we see those prejudices manifest in desi culture, media, and more. So our first guest is Zubi, who is a Bangladeshi Muslim comedian in New York City. And Zubi and I chat about her experience and particularly how fat phobia affects women. Then Anu and I are going to get into a whole discussion, kind of reflecting on everything that I just talked about with Zubi and and having a more part philosophical, part personal chat on identity as it relates to different body sizes, and particularly with fat phobia and talking about the Indian media or the South Asian media. And then we kind of switch gears, but not really, to talk to Ravi about height stigma, which I think is something that is particular to men, but I do think has a lot of parallels to stigmas that we see and differences to stigmas that we see with weight in women, in that there is an automatic dismissal. There's some kind of backlash or even shame surrounding the prospect of dating someone a different size than you and ultimately a loss of confidence and having to just do a lot of extra emotional labor that feels really unfair 
just to talk yourself into keeping that motivation to keep searching for the a, a person, the person or persons that are right for you. So stay tuned. I think whoever you are, wherever it is that you fall within the body spectrum, you're going to think or empathize or learn something from this episode. Our first guest is Zubi, who is so smart and lovely and hilarious. And I hope you enjoy. I remember looking at your story like a couple of weeks ago, and I think you were talking about, I think you were taking questions on like dating and relationships or something. I'm not sure exactly what, but I just saw you talking about what it's like dating as like, first of all, what are the terms that you prefer? Like, do you use the words plus size to describe yourself fat? Like, what do you, what are the words that we're using here? Yeah, I say fat. Um, You know, I identify as a fat person I feel like uh we need to reclaim the word because you know when people call themselves fat I and when I say fat to myself when I call myself fat everyone is like jumping to tell me like no you're not fat and I'm like yes I am (laughs) like it's not a bad thing and it's not their fault either it's just that their whole lives they've been taught like oh like fat is a bad thing and it hurts people's feelings that's why I wanted to ask because I don't want to just like call you fat because that can be offensive. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. It's like, listen, this isn't some self degrading thing. Like I'm, I'm right. fat. It's yeah. literally. Fine. I'm a big <laughs> girl, and I am happy with that. I think that you know, um, a lot of the times I I work on like my self esteem and stuff like that, and um, you know, I think that when I do dress up and you know. Um, look good I look really good and 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 that has nothing to do with like my weight and I think that that's just we just need to work on destigmatizing the word fat like agree Agree. when I look like a slob I look like a slob because I look like a fucking slob there are times that I just like won't like I don't know change my home shirt for like three days and (laughs) You know, I will look a mess. I have like crust in my eyes, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with me being fat. It has, it has everything to do with me being ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. But I think, you know what? I remember you were talking about um, being fat in online dating and like mm-hmm. a lot of the abuse that you have seen or, mm-hmm. um, even fetishizations that you've seen. So I kind of uh, wanted to talk about that because I think that it's something that people really don't know about because first of all, even talking about being fat, I feel like is taboo, um, which is already super weird. And then when you tell someone, this is my experience as a fat slash somewhat fat, I guess, um, Mm -hmm. female who has tried to date online. Mm -hmm. um, I have been told that I'm either being dramatic the reactions that I'm getting are not actually that bad or that like, well, you know what? You just need to go into the world with a lot more confidence. I'm like, all right, easy for you to say like you skinny person over here. (laughs) So yeah, I I saw you talking about it and I was like, okay, this girl like gets it. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Like what has your experience been like? Um, It's been pretty, you know, it's been interesting. Um, I felt you know, it it's so weird that like we look at minder like it's supposed to be like this um place where you know people like muslims are looking to get married and stuff 
Um, and then it's like the other apps are supposed to be like these dirty like places and stuff like that. And it's been the opposite for me where like all like most of my abuse has come from Minder. <laughs> like really? most of the shit that I've like, you know, um, dealt with has has been through like meeting guys on tinder like talking to guys on i mean minder sorry um okay is is minder worse than tinder i think so because i mean for me at least like if you can be honest about what you're looking for i don't care like like tinder everyone kind of knows like you know we're all just like looking to hook up or something like that you know and even if you are looking for love like you can just say it like <laughs> like people aren't shy to be like hey i'm on here to date and blah 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 whereas i feel like on minder like everyone men especially are just like i can't speak on what women are doing on there because you know they don't allow um same sex dating on on the app oh oh no Minder. yeah i know so you know i i don't know how the women are on there but um you know so a lot of the men on there will will kind of mask themselves as like people looking for like you know um relationships or something that will end in marriage or something like that and then like um just be like hornballs on there like <laughs> and you know like take that energy somewhere else I, that's all i'm saying like don't bring it to minder it's like you got some really innocent i i know that there's got to be some really innocent girls on there you know like mm-hmm. got to be girls on there that don't want to see like you talking about oh i'm like really horny and i want to like um see you tonight and like that it that is such weird behavior that you don't know where to take that energy where to where to put it (laughs) like oh that's so weird yeah interesting so it seems like you've had a different experience on minder uh versus other online apps yeah and how has um your experience with fat phobia changed um among these apps so on fat phobia like i feel like um brown guys are very um they don't want to want they don't want to admit that they're fat phobic you know um so i feel like a lot of the guys on like an app like minder um will look at me and find me attractive and feel badly about themselves finding me attractive you know yes so I don't know what to do with that like I don't know how to fix you that's not my job (laughs) yeah so many intros I start with like oh my god like love a thick girl I don't know what kind of accent that was I don't think any kind of um you can tell because they'll never like tell their friends they're about to go on a date with someone who's kind of a fat girl. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of shame in it. And uh, that we have a lot to blame our own um, culture on that, you know, because I mean, I, I don't know how you, how 
you dealt with this, but like when I was growing up, I got a lot of that, like, oh, you got to exercise or Mm -hmm. somebody's going to marry you or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like being fat is a personality trait, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always felt like, oh, like people are going to think that I'm lazy because I'm fat. And it's like, I'm, I work so hard. There's, you Mm -hmm. cannot say I'm fucking lazy. Um, do I get tired? Yes, but that's because of my iron deficiency. Like <laughs> <laughs> you and every other brown girl in the world. Exactly. Like why? I don't know why that is. Like why do we all have iron deficiency? I I have iron deficiency and PCOS. So like there's, there's mm-hmm. like chronic illness on top of chronic illness. Like let me be tired. It doesn't have <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> it really does seep into like the relationships that I choose to pursue because I will, I'm so guilty of this. I will see someone who is a different size than me and then choose not to pursue that person because I'm like, I am too fat for this person. Like that has happened Mm -hmm. in the past. I don't, I mean, I should not talk about it as in present tense because I think I'm much more conscious of it now. Definitely Mm -hmm. has happened in the past though. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I I feel like I've um, done that as well. Um, it's, it's difficult because like everyone's got bodies, <laughs> but, like, we just don't know how to navigate, like, um, dating the person and like also accepting their bodies. Because I feel like, you know, I, there are times that even I have been like, you know, judgmental of someone's, you know, uh, uh, dating profile or something like that, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a difficult thing, but at the same time, it's something that we all have to work on. But you know what I realized a few years ago, I realized that, um, well, I was, I was on the apps for the first time and everything. And, um, I realized that a lot more people are attracted to, I guess, quote unquote, larger women. I hate using that word. (laughs) than they would like to admit and it was like I discovered like this secret but then that was like the first stage and then there was a second stage where I realized like oh wait this is actually just a kink right and are they still going to be interested if they see me in real life um because sometimes like for me at least you can't tell if you just see like my torso up that I'm a fat person because I have a thin face is this someone who is going to want to be in a mixed relationship uh, in mixed size relationship rather there's like these different levels of me realizing what it means to be a fat woman in the mm-hmm. dating world like a single fat woman in the dating world whether it's mm-hmm. online versus real life dating mm-hmm. so actually i kind of wanted to ask you what are some of the hesitations that you've had with online dating have they changed with real life dating Um, I think that you're like, I can definitely relate to how you feel about, um, people seeing you for the first time, like in person, because yeah, I have the same problem where like, I have a thin face, I can be thin presenting uh, in pictures and stuff like that. But, um, once you see me in real life, like, ba-bam, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely been a fear of mine, but you know, I don't know if you saw that one post that I posted of the guy um, kind of like yelling at me and going off uh, at me about like being fat and um, why and like 
telling me that nobody wants me because I'm fat and I should where did, this all, where did this all come from was it just like some rando who just wanted had like nothing better to do or like the, what it was a guy so this was off of Minder I had matched oh. with him and um he he wanted to have sex and um I was okay with that I was like okay fine whatever but like I don't want to go to a hotel and he got mad at that and I was like I don't like I don't want I don't want to you know feel like a prostitute like you know <laughs> this I, I just don't feel comfortable with with um going to a hotel so he like started going off on me and I was like all right like like he started yelling he like started calling me like a bitch and stuff like that oh, and I was like you know um I don't need this and uh and so I wanted to test the waters. I wanted to see like, oh, is this something that he just wanted to get physical with me? So he was like, all right, uh, I'm sorry. Like, what can I do to make it up? Whatever. Because he can tell that like I was obviously off of it. And like, I don't want to be take any part in this conversation anymore or whatever. Right. So he's like, what can I do to make up for it? Whatever. And I was like, okay, like, why don't we go on a date? And he was like, nah. And that's when he like, like called me fat and like, um told me that like nobody likes me and you know all these things um yeah so after that I was like I am really scared of um hearing that from people again you know yeah um so I didn't yeah go ahead keep keep going I didn't realize you were you weren't done keep going oh no no I didn't get off the apps, but, um, I was very careful not to, I almost was like, I just stopped being myself. I feel like, like I, I just didn't want to hear anything from anyone again, um, about my weight. So I was like to a fault being nice to guys. And I'm, that's just not me, you know? Like I can be nice if I want to be nice, but like if there's something that's bothering me about you, I'm going to tell you, you know? Um, And I was just being so cautious about like not hurting guys' feelings so that they don't in turn hurt my feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like when I, like I I don't say things to hurt their feelings. I say them to like, you know, like this guy to correct their behavior. Um, and I guess they don't want to do that. So, you know. Yeah, I had the same. It's so funny. I feel like every, every fat girl has gone through the same experience of like some random guy wants to meet up at a fucking hotel, which is gross. Um, I had the same thing happen. And then he, yeah, he went through that, the, the few stages that they go through, right. They, he got Mm -hmm. to the stage of calling me fat. And then, um, earlier in the conversation, I had mentioned that I have a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess that all fat people are stupid, right. So so (laughs) my intelligence, he was like, you don't even have actually an engineering degree. And I was like, okay, like, how would you even know that you started talking to me 10 seconds ago? And it was so weird. I was like, you wanted to meet at a hotel and buy me drinks 30 seconds ago and now you're telling me what my actual like qualifications are I don't understand this like and it's all because because of how I look which is so weird yeah and it it definitely did I feel the same way I mean it definitely did make me present a different way online especially online because I know that I can mask certain things and I can 
I can make myself look a certain way online. And um, I, yeah, I was just, I've been nicer to people than I should be, I think. And I didn't actually like realize that until you posted that. But I have a question for you. Do you find that your experience is anything like that with women? Uh, no, actually, it's been really nice with women. Like, I've never had to, uh, I ne- I've never felt um, any type of body shame from from women. That's lovely. Um, yeah, I, but I don't, I also don't date, like, white women. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that has shaped my experience in any way, you know, um, because I, I did like, I did, um, go out on dates with a couple of white women and it's just, they, they just make you feel so like, how do I say this? Like they, they make you feel kind of badly about not coming out to your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you've got to live your truth. You've got to, you know, and I'm like, I am. But, like, it, not everyone needs to be a part of my truth, you know? Yeah. Or, like, not everyone needs to to learn, know every part of me. Because um, it's just, like, I, I don't want to hurt my parents. And I'm sorry that, like, you know, they aren't accepting of that part of me. But, like, what, like what am I going to do? (laughs) It's really hard to explain that, that part of you. And like this whole, like the Western idea of coming out, it's like, they, they make it seem like that's the only way to be out, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's so unfair. And I've never had to deal with that type of judgment from non-white women. So I think the Western notion of coming out that Zuby's talking about is such an interesting topic that I really want to get into on another episode. But I just want to focus here on this uh, topic of body image and dating today. I think Zuby brings up a really good point when she talked about uh, coming out of the closet and how not everybody needs to be part of your truth. And I, to be honest, feel this way about dating in general. I never really talk about who I'm seeing or, like, what's going on, even, like, with my close friends. Um, it's not really... I don't know. It's it's from just for me personally. It's like a need to know basis kind of thing. But it's not about keeping secrets. It's really just that like having a certain level of privacy can provide a sense of identity and safety. You just generally don't tell everybody every single aspect of your life. And these are the parts that I choose to keep private. But I think when people see a fat person, they tend to just believe that they can be invasive, that it's okay to be invasive in the name of caring for them. And so you'll get questions like asking about like your their their lifestyle. Um, what do they eat? Are you active? Um, if you're active, then what do you do? Who are you seeing? What does that person look like? Oh my God, you actually got a person to like you because you're fat. Um, and it just gets so personal and they become a part of your life that you never really wanted them to be. And so I just think in general, like fat people tend to be violated in ways that straight sized people are not. They're more susceptible to these kinds of comments, right? To being um, ostracized, to being attacked. And it can just be really hard to feel like you even deserve love. So when we talk about 
this confidence because people are always talking about like, okay, you need to be more confident um, and you'll be fine in the dating pool. But we really need to question that for fat people or who and anybody who doesn't look like the ideal image, we really need to question not just how to gain confidence, but what does that even look like for someone who is not strange sized confidence has so many different forms for plus size people and we're starting to see that kind of we're seeing plus size models sometimes they're fully clothed sometimes they're naked or near naked and either way it's fine sometimes you see people who are fat and just choose not to really care about the fact and that's the decision that they made they don't really care about their size um or you see people who lean into their weight and it becomes like a part of their personality and the image like like lizzo for example right like lizzo projects that image onto the world that is who she is she is a fat woman she loves it she's very proud of it all these ways are great like everything is valid whatever you want to do to make you feel confident you should do But with so few examples, with so few representations of fat people, it's just difficult to know, like, how do you portray yourself so that, uh, how do you portray yourself, right? So what happens is that fat people, I think what happens is like, and Zuby talked about this before too, how she just felt like she needed to shrink her own personality to try to not offend people online, And I think that's the first thing that every fat person does. Like every fat, you can ask any fat person and at some point in their lives, they felt like they were too large to exist and they would try to make themselves smaller, whether it's the way they look or the way they act or by shrinking different aspects of their personality like Zuby was talking about, like they will shrink something about themselves to make themselves acceptable to straight sized people. Absolutely. I think that you, I I think that to her point, um, censoring yourself is what comes to mind, you know, yeah, censoring parts of yourself, um, whether it's, I know for me, when, when I was growing up, I was bigger and I developed a dark sense of humor because of my weight. And I don't think that if I was at, if I was, if I was smaller, I don't think that I would have been able to actually develop that, but I developed this dark very sardonic, witty humor, um, as a coping mechanism and for myself actually. And with others, I felt that I had to tone it down in order to, to just come off as like more friendly and more, um, lighthearted and, and, um, someone who, you know, didn't, didn't feel the need to have to, to shelter themselves or, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like protect themselves in some way. Like my humor was my, was my weapon or my Mm -hmm. shield of sorts. Um, but in order to fit in, um, I had to be this friendly, sweet person all the time, this friendly and sweet person all the time that had life experiences, uh, similar to those around me. But the truth was that that I, that I wasn't because, because I was fat and because of what I looked like. Um, and and i and i had to hide parts of myself from friends and i had to hide hide parts of myself from people that i interacted with um and these are parts of myself that i had cultivated because of my experiences being bullied uh and and because of what i looked like so i felt like i had to shut that part of me out um and it's funny because it's been 15 years and that part of me is the shit like i love that part of me because that part of me is 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 what makes me very badass but i had to dim that down growing up and being around people that were smaller, um, being around people that were uncomfortable with my weight or just uncomfortable with the fact that I endured pretty shitty experiences for being fat. Um, 
they didn't, they just did, they didn't, they felt uncomfortable about it. They didn't, they didn't know how to relate to it. They felt uncomfortable. So then I, I, I didn't show that part of me. I didn't show that side of me and it was all well and fine. And then suddenly I start, I start showing them that side of me and it's like, oh my God, like, I didn't even know you were like this. Uh, so yeah, I think that censoring yourself is like, it's like the first step. It's like, it's something that every fat person has done in some way, shape or form just to yeah. survive. Censoring and also just accepting things that aren't. I don't know if I ever told you this. Oh my goodness. So I, <laughs> I was actually talking to this guy that I went to high school with not too long ago. And um, I remembered something that he said. He asked me to prom. And then he said, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm laughing, but it's like, it's not funny. It's like, it's just actually so rude. But he was like, oh, I'm asking because, like, there's nobody else left to ask. And this oh is the same God. guy, by the way. The, the way this relates back to our fat conversation is because a couple of weeks prior, he had just told me that I'd be cute if I lost 15 pounds. Wow. And I just, like, accepted all of this. I was just like, I mean, he's right. <laughs> like, right. I was like, he's right. There, mm-hmm. Like, I'd be cuter if I lost weight. There's nobody else left to ask to prom. What? I'm just the last resort. No, like, if you don't want to go with me, then, like, don't go to prom with me. Right. But, but, and, and, and this is, this is what, this is where I like to, inter- where I like to just interrupt and just, the whole, the whole advice of, that people give about be confident, you know, be confident in yourself, love yourself, who cares what anyone thinks, um, just let it roll off of you. Where the fuck is that, that advice applicable here? Yeah, am I supposed to, like, act like what he said didn't affect me? Like, I don't Are you supposed to be nonchalant about it? Are you supposed to be kind and polite about it? Are you supposed to be like, hey, that's really hurtful? Or are you supposed to just flip a shit and then, and then get the, oh my god, she's crazy. Like, she's a crazy fat chick. Like, oh my god, like, she's, she's so loud and bold and crazy and, and, you know, she's really out to get me. She was just hurt. Um, which yeah. fat person are you going to be when you react? Like, how do I react? And how do I react in integrity with myself? So that advice of, like, be confident, I, I don't really understand where that comes from. And I don't really know what what that looks like in these types of situations. Yeah, so that uh, so I love that you mentioned uh, when we were talking earlier about um, that being a physical and a mental thing. So, uh, you know, fitting into creating this personality for yourself and minimizing uh, what you look like and and just minimizing how fat you are by placing emphasis on other things about your personality. I think that is uh, a pretty huge coping mechanism by most fat people in general, but definitely fat women. Um, And we see this in media, you know, we see this in the, you know, the fun, the funny fat girl. Um, what comes to mind is the movie Pixel Perfect and is it Pixel Perfect? The one with the comedy movie with, um, Brittany Snow, I think, uh, not Pixel Perfect. It's, uh, Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect right. <laughs> Pixel Perfect is a Disney movie, which I <laughs> always get confused. Pitch Perfect. Um, just, you know, the fun, lovable fat girl who is hilarious and, yep. you know, has it, has it going on. Um, but she's fat. So, uh, so she has to have this super extraordinary character trait, this, this super extraordinary and, and awesome quality that makes her different from other fat girls and other fat people. Um, and how it's kind of perpetuated in our society and in, in just Western society. And, um, I mean, South Asian culture is, is that's a whole other breed we can get into, but I think we can just focus on, um, on just what it's like growing up here. And how, mm-hmm. 
having a sort of identity outside of what you look like is so important in order to survive as a fat person, um, survive socially, survive um, romantically in terms of finding a partner. Um, but all of it, just everything is affected by what you look like and also how you portray yourself. So so minimizing parts of yourself that are unlovable and unwanted, um, aka what your body image and just placing emphasis on things that you can quote unquote control, like how funny you are, how smart you are, mm-hmm. how available you are. And, um, also being, for example, being somebody who is involved in many things and being super social and just being very hyperactive. Um, I would love to talk about that because I feel like, I feel like I have had many run-ins with women that, um, are fat that have to have had to embark and go on that path, just having to prove themselves. Um, yeah. Prove ways to compensate in other ways and yep. yeah yeah um but yeah i think that i think that it starts with uh just feeling the need to prove yourself to to others first and then eventually feeling that feeling that external validation is needed in order to validate yourself and your identity as a fat person um and all that being rooted in uh, this deep shame of feeling never enough mhm Yeah, and then I think that uh, it actually even ties into the whole arranged marriage topic because it's, like, the suitors (laughs) that, like, the suitors that I'm presented with are, like, they're never short men, which is a different, which is, like, kind of the same problem but also kind of a different problem, right? Um, In a way, it's the same problem. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think what you're talking about with the fun, lovable, fat girl trope, that definitely rings true here in the U.S. It is seeping into South Asia, I think, but it's also kind of like, hey, the, like, the maternal type, right? Moms are always plus-sized women, (laughs) and it's like, I don't really get why, like, all moms in Bollywood are plus-sized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and I want to talk about, uh, also media. I mean, I don't know if you have seen the show, it's called um, Four More Shots, Please. It's really good. It's, uh, it's, it's actually a show based in Mumbai. And there's um, four women who are um, single and uh, they're modern and they're dating and um, they're working and uh, they're independent. And they have, uh, you know, there's a lot of modern aspects um, to that show, which is, which is great. But um, there's one character in particular who is supposed to be this plus size person, plus size girl. And her mother is very overbe- overbearing because of her weight. And um, and I found that to be such a an interesting and also very sad part of the show because there's a, lot, there's a lot of reality to it. This girl is, you know, her value is tied to whether she can get a husband. And mm-hmm. her value is tied to whether she can just find someone to just be with her so that she can move on with her life. And like, she never actually invested in any sort of career or like hobby or aspiration for, for too long because of her, because of her mother and her overbearing mother telling her and just forcing her to be on diets and, you know, take care of her body and what she looks like and go on these dates with these awful men, um, and just accepting abuse from them. Um, and, and, you know, on the flip side, the other women in the show are smaller. They're, you know, they are, they're, they're, they're smaller and they don't, you know, they're clearly not in the same, um, in the same situation or have that same experience, but their experiences on the flip side are so different where they have, they have all these 
options and these people to choose from, you know, like this hot doctor, this hot person, like this hot bartender, you know, they're, they're doing what they want. They're, they're, um, hooking up with and dating whoever they want to be with. They have all these options because they're smaller versus, um, you know, the, the, the more plus size girl who, who just has it harder. And she's, and she's being told that she's not going to find anybody until she loses the weight. Um, and that's, and that is something that she internalizes. Um, I found that so interesting because as sad as it was for me to watch that, I do feel like there's so much, there was so much honesty there. And to any viewer that is the watching it, it's very cringeworthy because you're like, oh, how could, you know, like, how can the mother of, um, this, this woman perpetuate this idea of your, you know, your self-worth is, you are worthless until someone chooses you and you're mm-hmm. worthless because of what you look like. But in reality, how deeply embedded is that in our culture? How much do you see that on a day-to-day basis in jokes, in, you know, the way bigger women are treated? You're pretty for a fat girl, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be interested in you because of what you look like. Or just like shock of, let's say you are in a relationship with someone and like, wow, you landed that person. Like just. Like, yeah. Especially like when it's like in a mixed size relationship or something it's like wow you're you're lucky (laughs) right like who like you must you must be really funny or something like you must be really smart or the other person is a chubby chaser i hate that word chubby chaser i I don't even i yeah i don't i don't think i've heard in a long time but i remember Mm -hmm. it being uh (laughs) used uh when i was younger and i felt like like I, I didn't number one didn't know what it meant and number two I was just really disgusted by it because the whole I just felt like it was a it was just like a fetish like a fetishization yeah. um you know fully it yeah it and and that's the thing I there there's this is such a there's there's two parts to this discussion because there's South Asian culture okay which is beyond problematic and then there's our Western culture which is very problematic as well because. Um, there's so much work to be done here in general about fat phobia and, and just what women have to deal with. But I think that the, the, the standard for, for Desi women being here, it's, it ties into the whole, what are you going to do to compensate for what you look like? Are you going to be somebody who is highly educated so that you might land someone who's successful and great? Are you going to be the funny girl that someone's just going to, you know, overlook what you look like because you're funny. What is it about you that's going to bring you out of this, this fat state that, that had, that you're, that you're this category that you've been placed in. Um, what are you going to do? And this opportunity, because let's face it. I don't think that, I think that women in India have it way, way, way worse because there are just less opportunities for them to, um, to, 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 to break out of that identity that's been created for them. Versus here, where we have more access and more opportunities, resources, education, um, people, and just connections. There's there's more here, but still, it's still very. It's sad because you're you're still forced to create an identity that is based around you being fat. You said something that just really struck a chord with me. You said fat state. I almost don't want to call this episode fat state. <laughs> like it really like very much feels like a state, right? It is a state of being like it's a condition um, that you always have. You're always having to work around the fact that you're fat. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I was bigger when I was younger. I was bigger when I was in my late teens uh, and my early 20s. 
And I personally felt as though people around me had more of an issue than I did with that. And whether that was explicit or not, there was definitely explicit uh, commentary, but then there was also a lot of implicit commentary. And I, and unfortunately, I think that the implicit commentary was more hurtful and just way more damaging than the explicit because um, it was the implicit was coming from people that I was close to and people that I cared about. And I always felt like the other, whether it was good or bad. So, for example, oh, but, you know, you carry yourself so well, you're so confident and um, you're so beautiful for, you know, I wish I had your confidence. I, I heard I heard that. I heard that phrase so much. Like, I wish I had your confidence. You're such a confident girl. Like, right. You're so confident for walking around looking the way you look. Like, <laughs> it's so rude. Right. And I'm and and you know, at the time, I was like, I, at the time, I was like, I remember feeling like, okay, like, is that a compliment? Like, should I be thankful that you that you said that to me? Like, I don't know how to react to that. Um, I had this uh, acquaintance of mine who. She was married and she was Desi and uh, she was cool. You know, we got along pretty well. But uh, when I met her, I was um, I was definitely single. And uh, I mentioned that I was, you know, kind of looking for someone and I was open to dating. Um, so she took it upon herself to to try to set me up with people. And I never met anybody that she tried to set me up with. But she would just constantly send me pictures of like guys um, or profiles or like Facebook pictures of, of people. And um and they would they would just not take into consideration like who or what I was attracted to, you know, what I actually wanted. And all of these men would just be people that I was definitely not attracted to. But um, she was like, oh, you know, like they're because they're bigger um, and you're bigger, like it makes sense. Is that literally what she said? That's li- literally what that's literally what she implied with Ew. what she was with what, with what she was what she was sending me. Like every month, every every person was. Every guy was bigger. He was short. And, um, you know, I mean, I, the thing is like, I didn't, I just, this is like a pattern of, of of, like with the pictures that she was sending me and, Mm -hmm. and, and every, and it wasn't even the fact that I was like mad that she was sending me these pictures, but I just felt like, number one, I didn't ask you to try to send me with anybody. Like I'm not a charity case. And number two, like, I don't need your commentary afterwards when I'm like, I'm not interested. Like, oh, don't worry. There's going to be someone out there. Like, we'll find somebody out there for you. Um, It was uncomfortable. And I also felt like it was unwarranted. And I I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't – I never had a conversation with her about how it made me feel really uncomfortable and also disrespected. But eventually I did stop talking to her. um, And that was mainly the reason why because I felt like there was – there was there was this uh there was this underlying sense of she is she doesn't she doesn't understand that there's a boundary and 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 I don't think that that boundary existed for her because I was fat or she thought I was fat so she said so she took it upon herself to like look out for me and you know and this this goes into what I'm going to talk about next which is being a fat person people regardless of whether they know you or not feel as though they can comment on your body. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to like the privacy identity thing, privacy really does lend itself to identity. Agency over, like they have say, they have agency over whether they can, how they want to talk about your body, if they want to talk about your body, and when they want to talk about your body. Like there's always going to be some sort of commentary thrown in there. Yeah. 
It's not oh. even like it just it, the state of being fat in which you release uh, receive these things. Like all women receive, all people receive yeah. that kind right. of commentary, right? But people don't right. understand the body is literally like a sacred thing. It holds everything that you are, and so it's not really not just about appearance. It's really about identity. They're attacking attacking you as a person, not just your body, right? And I think that the worst thing is when um, when those comments suddenly become really defensive if you stand up for yourself and they say things like, oh, well, I just care about you. You know, I just want you to be healthy. And um, I just I'm looking out for you. I, I want you to look mm-hmm. good. I, you know, I want you if I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything. Um, you know, it's not normal to be bigger. It's normal to, to lose weight. It's normal to be smaller. And just genuinely thinking that you are helping this person out by by making comments about their body and just taking it upon yourself to try to educate them, quote unquote, on what's mm-hmm. what's healthy and what's not healthy. It's very infuriating to me. Yeah. First of all, there's like 10,000 reasons that people are fat. Some people just right. want to be the way they are. And that's right. also totally fine. Some people have health issues that make them fat and they like <laughs> really don't feel good about it. And it's like, why are you sticking your nose into like somebody else's business? Right. There's a lot of this in in dating and relationships, though, especially in the early stages. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was talking to you about this over the weekend, but um, you know, being on dating apps and just being on the screen behind the screen is uh, is just a breeding ground for trouble for anyone. You know, it doesn't matter regardless of what you look like. There's always going to be a bad comment about about you coming from somebody. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you say or do. There's always going to be someone that's going to express hate. So I, you know, I want definitely want to put that out there. I don't think that this is, I'm not going to single out just fat people, but I will Mm -hmm. say that, um, for a fat person to date in, uh, date in this online culture is really a fucking struggle because, uh, there's really like no accountability. You know, people will say whatever the hell they want to. And, um, you know, and and I you know I've been somebody who has experienced that kind of harassment where I've rejected someone and I've never met this person and I've rejected this person and his and his his go to was that oh you're you know you're not even that pretty you're just you're actually fat and uh, you're fat you need to lose weight you're we're not even on the same um, you know we're not even in the same league of like I you know I can't believe you thought that you yeah even though me. you were just hitting on me five seconds you ago, literally suddenly. wanted me yeah you literally <laughs> wanted to take me out on a date and now you're and now after I rejected you uh, suddenly I'm fat and I'm just like you know yeah I'm, there's something about being rejected by a fat person that really riles people up what's so great about you that a fat person should be grateful that like you would even no I mean fat people have personalities too they're people and they're and, and it's 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 just it's like it's really it's sad to me because it's I mean I'm I'm 29 okay and like I'm I'm in like I'm a full-grown adult and I didn't think that I would have to 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 go through this at this age I didn't think that I would I would have to deal with commentary of that sort with anybody at this at this age and 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 unfortunately like I had to come to terms with the fact that there are there are people out there not just men there's people out there men and women that really resort to that. Like that is their, that's their go-to like, Oh, well you're fat. So I'm not interested or, Oh, well you were fat anyway. Um, and that's it. Like, okay. Like, was that supposed to make me feel bad? Like, were you, was I supposed to feel like worthless or something? Because now you're going to 
turn around and say, well, you were fat. So I was doing you a favor by giving you attention or I was like interested in you. Um, you know, it's, it's it's very sad. And it's also, it, it, and this happens really often, you know? And, um, I think that, I think that the confidence thing where people say like, you know, I, I, cause I shared the story with, I shared this incident, um, with some people close to me and it's, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that nobody said, Nope. Not one person said to me that, oh, well, you know, you just need to be more confident. It wasn't that it was like, oh, this is really awful. Like this person is really sick and sad and they have issues. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I know that, I know that they're, they're definitely, if, if I had gone to someone else, like, like, I'm sure I would have gotten the, the advice of like, well, you shouldn't let that bother you. Like, you know, you look great. Um, you know, you should be confident and what, what the fuck? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not that easy. No, it isn't. It's it, like, it's, it's not easy. And, and when you, when you are somebody who's bigger and you know, you're, you, you almost have to train yourself to expect that. Like it's, I think it's, it's, uh, I don't like, I don't think that there is this, there is an actual silver lining to this right now, but I will say that things have changed in the last five years. And, uh, I had mentioned this to you. I think so. I think that um, I think that our culture has changed a bit. Like uh, it's it's now cool to be thick. It's now cool to be to have a butt, to have curves. But then even that comes with its own like. Well, it needs to be this <laughs> perfect shape right, and right. this size, small waist, yeah. and then a big butt. Um, you know, like lit. But I think the the mold that I guess we are now supposed to fit into has shifted. I don't know if it's gotten bigger or smaller. I think it's just kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this life, it's good enough if you can find someone who's like really down for you. And I just, I just hope that size has nothing to do with it because you really don't know what opportunities you're missing out on for things like size or like, you know, appearance, whatever. Um, just because you have your weird societal shame about it, you have no yeah. idea what you're missing out on just because you're letting society weigh you down. Like, that might be someone really fucking awesome. Like, that might be yeah. your freaking soulmate and you're, right. you're just being so weird about it. That maybe this this is the person who's really down for you, and you're being so weird about it. I I hope that that we're we do start to do better about it. Yeah, I think that uh, I mean I have convers I've had conversations about this with um with like older people, and uh, some of them have said like, oh well, it's maturity, you know, he's just immature. Um, and I'm like, I don't know if it's just that though. I I don't yeah. I wouldn't say that. I think there is definitely some some truth to that. Like, of course, like a, a mature person, quote unquote, is not going to is less likely to to judge you based on what you look like. But I don't think that that's everything. I do feel like there is that's there's definitely that societal influence. There's that cultural influence of you have to be with a a fair, skinny, desi girl. A fair skinned, um, daisy girl, virginal, like not a hoe, um, <laughs> you know, probably you know, is a doctor studying pre med, like like everything, all of that, and and, and she has to cook, cook and clean for you, all that stuff. Um, but she definitely has to be a size two, and definitely has to be fair skin, um, and that's that's the model, right? That's that's what you're gonna aspire to to bring home for us. Yeah, and that's what you want to pass off to your offspring. Okay, sure, whatever. But if what you're attracted to is different, then yeah. why not pass that on to your offspring? Like, who fucking cares? Right, right. It's it's just it's normalization that I think I I, I like 
in the last 10 years, I have just realized things only evolve when they're normalized. Like, that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you cannot expect a generation of people to wake up to like suddenly. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not possible. I think that a lot of people can do that. But I think collectively, you can't expect the same generation, the, the same generation that, that, that we are a part of, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, where fat was not okay, where fat was not normalized, where fat was just like the butt of every joke. You cannot expect that to suddenly be reversed. Like you, it's, it, do, it doesn't work like that. Maybe in the generation yeah. after us, you know, the, the people who are five to 10 years younger than us, sure. But I don't, I don't have those, I don't have those naive expectations of, um, of people to suddenly change because, you know, it's with the times. There is still going to be that deep rooted bias. There's still going to be that deep rooted, um, shame attached to like, I, I'm attracted to a fat person or, you know, I don't want to be with a fat person. Like ideally, I wouldn't want to be with a fat person or. Yeah, ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Like that's not my first choice, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that there's anything like you can't, if if that, if that's someone's preference, that is somebody's preference. Like you, you cannot change who, what, who you, who or what you're attracted to. However, I think that it is our responsibility to respect everyone equally and you have mm-hmm. to be able to risk, like, you, if you are attracted to a fat person just as much as you're attracted to a skinny person, why are you treating the fat person worse? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you can't change what you're you're just naturally attracted to, but you can change how you act about it. Right, right. Just keep it in line. Just be be consistent with 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 how you're treating these people. And and I think that's the only thing that we have true agency over. Um, and I hope that that does that does change and. As, as as it is becoming more normalized to accept different body types, I'm not going to say that there's there is an you know there's a there is an acceptance of fat people. It's mm-hmm. I, I think that it's there's an intention there, but um but there's a normalization of well what what's a real body? A real yeah. body has stretch marks. A real body has curves. That's a real true. body. Um, you know, it doesn't look like an hourglass sometimes. A real body could be a skinny stick. A real body is just a body. So I think. I think we're moving in the right direction because there is definitely a movement of body positivity, but in it just in terms of like dating and like and relationships and like what people are aspiring to just be in, in, in their relationships and what they're aspiring to have in their relationships has not changed so much. It's just now there's more of a relief because it's suddenly not the end of the world if I'm with a fat person because they're normal, I guess, you know, it's, it's, it's more normalized now than it was in the past. Um, not so, not so that group of people is no longer ostracized to the point of like, oh God, like I can't, like, I really can't be seen with this person. Now it's like, okay, well they're people too. Um, they're just ideally like not my first choice. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's getting a little better. There is definitely body positivity happening. I think the next step will probably be body neutrality and just not placing so much weight on beauty. Appreciating beauty, for sure. Um, People love to do that, and that's a natural thing to want to do. But not placing so much value on it. I think body neutrality will be and eventually be the next step. Hopefully, we'll see that in our lifetimes. But, you know, yeah, all in all, you know, like, I'm pretty hopeful. Um... 
I'm hopeful. I think that things are starting to look better. I think that one day we will reach a point in which, you know, I don't have to say like, my stretch marks are beautiful and my pimples are beautiful. No, it's fine. They, they're just a mark of the fact that I'm human and it's fine. Like, that's that's cool. And then somebody will be down for that and it'll it'll be great. And everything and everybody will be happy. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's it's, it's sad because because it's the people that are making that commentary about fat people that are extremely unhappy within themselves for in some area, whether it's their own insecurity with what they look like or, or their own insecurity and in, in just something about themselves that makes them lash out at this fat person or someone that they think is weaker, you know, or who they perceive as weaker because they're bigger. Um, it's really just, it, it's a, it's a projection. It's a projection and, and, um, and I think it's important to note that, but I I long to see a day where a fat person doesn't have to defend themselves for any for an, in any way, shape, or form, defend themselves, justify themselves, prove themselves, try to be them be someone that that is def, that that is outside of themselves. Um, if you're someone who wants to lose weight for yourself, that is wonderful. I think it's great. If you don't want to, that's wonderful. And that's great too. But you shouldn't have to feel like, what's the, what's your game plan? Like, what's next, you know? And also, no one should no one should question that for you. That's something you should question yourself. Nobody should have to, like, feel the need to ask you, what are you going to do about your weight? What are you going to do about your situation, your fat state, yeah. quote unquote? That's what I long for. So, our next guest is Ravi, our audio engineer extraordinaire whoop whoop yay um and so (laughs) he's here to talk about height stigmas in dating which in my opinion in a way i think that height is to men in regards to dating as weight is to women in regards to dating like Mm -hmm. i i don't don't know if that makes sense I, i just feel like there, there's just as much stigma with a woman's weight as there is with a man's height. Does that make sense? I Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, so tell us your experience with it, because I feel like you have a pretty positive point of view on this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, just to tell you a little bit about myself personally, um, I'm 24, and I am five foot six, and I'm male, of course. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so just to kind of give you a little bit of background, um, I was lucky. I would say I'm very lucky to have made it to five foot six because uh, (laughs) I'm taller than both my mom and my dad and my little sister. Um, and it actually goes a little bit even further beyond that. Like in all of my, among all of my cousins, um, I'm also the tallest with one exception (laughs) at five foot six. So I guess to answer your question a little bit about my perspective on on height, um, I think a lot of it, a lot of the stigma, I guess, comes from the fact that um, there's this perception of, you know, what I'll call like the couple look. You know, a lot of people, a lot of couples these days want to be very photogenic and they want to, you know, be able to take cool like fall photos with the pumpkins and like cool Christmas photos and this and that and like be something that all their friends can say, um, you know, oh, like you guys are such a cute couple and that. And so, um, of course, you know, I'm not making a blanket statement. I don't think that's true for everybody, but um, I feel like that 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 stigma, that perception exists in, in society. And so um, my own personal view of it, though, is is 
you can't really allow yourself to be caught up in that as, as you know as a as a male that's short um and i think the the proper way to look at it is to just play to your strengths um i think we're all kind of dealt a certain hand when we're born and and that's kind of what we have to work with in life and um you know wasting your time and your brain power on on all the negatives can really uh cause i guess like the the highlights or the good things that you have to offer in, in a relationship or otherwise um to to i guess kind of get hidden under the rug so so my belief is to play to your strengths yeah i like that i think that's a very positive view uh question for you this is totally just your opinion why do you think people actually care about this why is this couple look so coveted hmm that's, that's a good question. question i mean i have a theory on this what what is your theory? I think it's just like weird heteronormative standards where like I mean I talked about this in the last segment with Anu uh where women have to always make themselves like smaller in order to be a viable candidate whether it's like through their physique or through their attitude and men are yeah. like you know supposed to be able to protect or provide and so they have to be larger and like I mean I think it's like really that simple this like yeah, it's almost like a biological thing. Yeah, it's like this yeah. primitive, outdated, biological, yeah, biological way of, of thinking. Um, and it sounds really silly to say it like that, but I really feel that that's what's happening. No, I mean, I, I think I agree. I think there's some truth in that. Um, one thing that you said kind of like piqued my attention. So is it is it a perception among girls that they want to be shorter in the sense that like if they're like filling out their like driver's license form or their like tinder profile or something like that will they put their height like an inch shorter because i from the guy end i know guys who will like put that extra inch on just just for the sake of you know being the taller person so i have never known women to do that with height but i have known women to do that with pictures we see it a lot you know women will take pictures in more flattering poses or you know flattering mm -hmm. as in whatever makes them look thinner so they'll try to look smaller in that way yeah 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 that's 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 really interesting now, I, I i think i agree with you it does kind of go back to the biology of it um I think another big part of it is like social media and, and what that type of exposure has done to us uh, in you know the 21st century and the digital media age and all that. With the additional exposure that you get, seeing all these like photos people are posting all the time and getting so much exposure to other people's lives, you start to internalize that a little bit and you want kind of what you know society's beauty standards are. Things that we saw in like magazines maybe 10 years ago are now things that we see like every day scrolling on our phones. And so I think it just kind of perpetuates that quote unquote couple look. Interesting. So do you think that it's gotten worse? I, yeah, I think it has. <laughs> okay. Why do you think yeah. that? For dating apps, like, because you're getting so much more exposure to like other people, as opposed to like pre-dating apps when all the potential, you know, people you'd meet are organic, like through in-person clubs, organizations, you know, work, whatever, because you're getting so much more exposure to like what's out there people start to develop this, like, why should I settle for this person who has XYZ flaws when I could just keep waiting and maybe find someone who's better, someone who could give me that, maybe this person is like perfect in their personality or whatever, um, but maybe you could find somebody, I could find somebody down the road that has all the same traits that this person does, plus can give me that couple look. 
You know what? I think it's like just being inundated with way too many options. Mm-hmm. That that's what's happening. Just yeah, it's just like relationship ADD. Which I feel like COVID has, I mean, has also exacerbated kind of it because I mean, some people have tried to continue dating during COVID, and I mean, how are you going to meet new people other than through work if you're still going to work or apps? Yeah, that's a that's a really tricky thing dating during COVID. Um, it's because it's like you never you don't really want to pop your social bubble, but um, you do want to date. I don't know, it's hard. I don't trust people I meet online to have good, strong, solid social bubbles that are worth breaking for, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you had mentioned before that uh, you were kind of browsing around on the subtle curry dating page. What's <laughs> what's that been like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, for those of you listening that aren't familiar, subtle curry dating is a is an extension of this Facebook group called Subtle Curry Traits, which was just a meme page about like Daisy memes um, on Facebook. And so the the dating page that was born out of the original page uh, is like an auction type platform where friends will auction off their friends. They'll they'll basically create that little. Just, I yeah. hate that it's called auction. What is that? <laughs> yeah. So it's basically like little bio data Facebook posts, right? You've got like four to five pictures of of somebody. Then in the description, you've got like name, like link to social profile, like age, location, and height. Um, and then there's usually like it's it's like in a pretty memey format. Like I feel like half the people are doing it as a joke, half the people do it seriously. Um, you've got like a bunch of like bullet points, like it's filled with emojis, and it's usually like a fun read. Um, it was like, it was pretty like new and popping, I think in like 2018, 2019. And and since then it's kind of lost some of the hype, but it's still around and people are still making posts. Um, so the interesting thing that, that I saw, uh, recently on subtle curry dating was there was a guy, his name was, uh, Nabil, I believe. Um, he was a aerospace engineer and a data scientist. And basically he took like over 500 auction posts that were made on the page um and and he had this data set and he literally <laughs> he did like dead ass like he collected all the information about like the demographics of these people that were being auctioned off and their the the engagement that each of these posts got like the the number of likes or comments or like people being tagged in the comments or whatever um and he put together a like google slides powerpoint um, that collected like a summary of a lot of the trends that he saw. So like the, the locations where uh, the majority of people were being auctioned out of. Um, and then um, I guess as it relates to this, this conversation, um, he put together a slide on how male height correlates with, um, with the amount of engagement a given post gets. And he actually found a correlation. And so the conclusion he came up with um, in a data set of over 500 auction posts, um, he came up with there's a clear trend that the taller the male is up until about five foot seven, five foot eight, um, the more engagement that person is is likely to get. So the more interest he's he's. So you have to be at least five eight in order to get more attention is what they found is what he found. Exactly. That's basically what he found. Yeah. And so the shorter you are underneath five foot eight, the less and less attention you would get, just strictly based on looking at the data set based on height. 
That is fascinating. I'm actually surprised it's five eight. I actually thought it would have been taller. Yeah, yeah. So so what he found beyond five eight was that the correlation is like it just it just it's gone at that point. Oh my god. Um, it's more yeah. <laughs> it you mean like shorter about, than five eight? No, no, no. So like if you're like five foot nine plus. Okay. Basically, there's not like an increasing trend anymore. So if like like a five foot nine person is is like is no more likely to get more engagement than a six foot two person. Okay. Conversely, a five foot six person is theoretically going to get significantly less engagement than a five foot nine person. This is fascinating. Per per his data, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need so, to put this data up like <laughs> on the website. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. do that. And Nabil, if you're listening somehow, I'll I'll obviously credit you. Yeah, we should hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> I should find this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, there's not really much more to add to the discussion beyond that, like the, you know, there's data out there. You know, take it for what you personally may, but there's data out there that that proves to you know a certain regard that there's this this couple look perception in society. Do you um, feel like you have this problem more often with like desi women or than than like other women in general? Hmm. You know, I honestly, I, I I haven't personally, in my experiences, haven't seen really much of a, a trend. I you know, I think I think with age group, there might be a change. Interesting. I feel like maybe older. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like a lot of it is is due to just how much exposure we get on social media, and I feel like the you know the older generations, maybe the the late thirties, forties, or whatever might not have they might not care as much about you know height when it comes to dating because they've learned or, that people can provide in other ways yeah 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 but i think it honestly comes down to i feel like how most people their first check when it comes to whether they consider a person for something more is like the looks you know that's kind of what that's kind of how the apps have worked especially with like tinder like you look at the photos and that's the only thing they show you on the first card is like the name, the age and the photo. And then to see more about the person, you actually have to open up the profile. And so many of these dating apps are like born out of that. So it's. That's probably what's exacerbated the height um, discrimination. Yeah. Like you mentioned yeah. it before. Mm-hmm. Like the surplus of options. And then also it probably feels like we've been getting more shallow by the year because of because of the this online presence that we have to create around ourselves yeah yeah absolutely and you know i don't i don't really know what the solution is is for it i think you said the solution like way in the beginning when you you know talk oh like play to your yeah yeah but i mean i mean that's like that's that's a personal solution though it's like what what's like the societal solution Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like for me looking at the game, that's the solution of like how I should approach my mindset. But like talking about like how the game is in general, you know, I don't know what the fix is for that. Um, you know, all, all of that stuff being said, like if, if the couple look is something you desire and like, like being, being, wanting to be attracted to the person that, that you're with is like not a crime. Like I absolutely a hundred percent get like, if those are like high up on your priority list, if that's one of your deal breakers, like like freaking go for it. That's no problem to me. Um, I just think it's an interesting trend to see. And, um, at the same time, relating it back to kind of this podcast and, you know, what's, what, what this is all about is you can't really let shit like that affect your psyche and like your mental health. 
Because if you if you let yourself like get way down on the fact that like you're five foot six or or what have you, um, you know you're not going to be able to show off your other strengths that you have to offer. Maybe you have like really cool hobbies, or maybe you're like really smart and accomplished. Um, maybe you're just really passionate about something. And like these are things that like if you're if you're just like sad on a first date and you're like really pessimistic and negative all the time, like you're not gonna you know you're not gonna make a good impression on the person that you're with. Um, so I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with approach and, and perspective. I I know a fair handful of like short males who. Like they have no problem dating because they're just so like freaking extra and they like carry themselves so yeah they like carry themselves like so freaking well um and like their confidence level is just something that like you can't fucking touch them um i remember that one analogy that you and i talked about um over the phone the other day so if if any of you guys have have heard of game of thrones um Tyrion, uh the the dwarf character in the first season um he makes a really really like quotable moment with with john snow um, where he basically says that like, yo, I've been, you know, tortured and, and teased for being a dwarf my whole life. People have called me a mistake, but he's like, dude, at this point, I just like joke about it now. Like he, I think the words he used in the show were like, wear it like armor, you know, like if it can't bother you, like then you'll have no problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really shows when it's something you deeply care about. I went, okay, I went on a date with a guy a few years ago, and um, I asked him how tall he was, and even though he was standing, he was, like, right in front of me, right? I was like, oh, like, how tall are you? Um, I thought he was going to say, like, 5'9", because that's how he looks. He told me he's six feet tall, and I was like, you're standing right in front of me. You don't have to lie about your height right in front of me. Like, I don't know where that came from. And I mean, obviously it comes from like, he like probably wants to be taller. I mean, the dude is 5'9". It's fine. I Clearly I didn't care. I was out there hanging out with him. But I just, I just found it so interesting that he was just so deeply, he just so deeply wanted to be a different, wanted a different physique that he just, he's standing in front of me and lied about his height. He was like, I'm six feet tall. You're definitely five nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, sure. Personal solutions. Like, yeah, lean into it and play to your strengths and like wear like armor, all that stuff is great. But I do think that I, I am hopeful that we as a society are learning that you know with the body positivity movement and everything it's it's starting to include men a lot more and with that it is including men's weight and height and so i am hopeful that um things are gonna start to look up and you know guys aren't gonna act like they're six feet when they're actually five nine and don't feel the need to do that either it makes me sad that he felt like he had to do that yeah but yeah, I mean, I I think that I also think that, you know, we can we can the things that we are attracted to do change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely don't have the same pace that I did like five or ten years ago. Right. Um, yeah. But I think that with this like body positivity or body neutrality movement that's happening surrounding men's bodies, 
eventually, like, we will start to be, we are influenced by the things we see, and eventually, like, hopefully we'll care about height a little bit less. I think that that's gonna happen. Um, even though, as you're saying, like, in a lot of ways it's gotten worse, I think, like, it has to get worse before it gets better, but I'm starting to see a turn with all of these, like, you know, hashtags and things, so I'm hopeful. Yeah, 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 no, I am too. One, one other interesting way to kind of look at it that I thought about was in a way it's almost like a filter you know if you if these things these like physical characteristics are things that you know aren't that important to you and and that that people shouldn't care about um the people that do stick around and still want to hang out with you despite you know those those facts are are the ones really worth considering for you know something long term when it comes to relationships it's very true I have one question for you. Do you ever try to date taller girls? Girls, like, how do you feel about dating girls taller than you? <laughs> um, gosh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm open to the idea. I, I wouldn't turn a date down. Um, I, I did go on a date with a girl taller than me um, back in college. And we talked for a little while. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm never one to, like, ghost someone based on that fact. Right, okay. Like you're yeah. you're still down to give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I usually try to keep an open mind. If if we've like matched on a dating app or whatever, like I clearly like have an interest in seeing you. Um, and so at the very least, like I feel like most people, like especially when when it comes to dating apps, they should at least try. If you match with someone, at least try and go on the first date. It depends on what you're looking for too. That's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, no, to, <laughs> to to answer your question, yeah, I think for me personally, um, I I do try to keep an open mind. But at the same time, I do also, like, just from my swiping tendencies, do try to, like, find girls that are, like, the same height or shorter. Mm. Okay. I'm just curious about it. But I think I think that's a good yeah. takeaway. <laughs> I think that's a good takeaway, though. Like, what was it that you said that I liked by Tyrion? Tyrion, wow, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> oh, wear it like armor. Um, yeah. Keep an open mind. I like those takeaways. Mm-hmm. Me too. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. We are now nearing the end of the episode, but I want to take a moment to wrap things up. We talked about somewhat broad topics as they relate to physical traits, things like fat phobia as it relates to women, and then a little more generally about fat phobia as well, um, how it ties into desi culture and expectations, and then we shifted into height, but we really could keep going on forever. There's no dearth of ways people find to drag each other down, unfortunately, in this world. Ravi and I mentioned subtle curry dating, and... I've been following that page for a little bit, kind of out of interest, kind of out of disgust. Uh, Sometimes the comments there are just so problematic. And I remember a few days ago, I came across an auction, I don't want to say auction, uh, a profile of a gay man and the comments were just awful. It was all these dudes commenting with their dudes friends names uh, like tagging their their friends in them their male friends in them and putting laugh emojis and, and just trying to make a joke about being gay as if there's something wrong with that and sometimes I see people who look very traditionally dissy get made fun of or people who look too Americanized not being taken very seriously or I mean there's there's so many different things that I see and it's all literally just judgment on top of judgment based on appearance 
And I follow this page because I think it's very revealing of where we are as a society, as brown people. There are people all over the world on that page. And it's it's very revealing. And in conclusion, <laughs> what I've learned is that it's just all a shit show, man. And when I see comments like this, it's it's just hard to know how to react to any of it. It's obviously hurtful to see. And it's hard to keep motivation, too, when really all you want is to find someone and you put yourself out there only to get made fun of. And I just want to say that if you're single and you really want to be in a relationship and you keep trying, no matter what you look like, first of all, I think you're very brave. I think you're like a freaking superstar. And then also, like, I would just say keep the faith because if you're getting made fun of by a few people, what are your options, really? I mean, to get stuck in it? The reality is that there are far more people out there who will love and care for you than the few ugly folks who make their voices louder than everybody else's. I'm a logic person. I'm a math teacher. I live in math world. And in my mind, the numbers don't lie, right? For every person who talks shit, there are so many more people who will stick up for you and who don't feel the way that that person feels. So for now, I mean, until there's a larger societal shift, that's what we have. But I don't say that to mean that that's a reason to feel sorry for ourselves. I, I, in fact, I think that that's a very powerful way to feel. I'm not happy that it's happening or, or that it's happened, but I'm happy that you've made it this far and I think you absolutely can make a better life for it. I just think that your choices matter too and there's power in that. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, please reach out at thedaisycondition at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at thedaisycondition or on Twitter at tdcpodcast underscore. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review and tell all your friends about this podcast. I hope you all stay safe out there. I hope you all make good choices. I hope you don't let the bastards get you down, and I will talk to you next time.